Are you ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationships Rule. My guest this week is Chuck Hogan, and Chuck comes to us from Texas, the, the, the big state, we shall say. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? And uh, first of all, welcome to the show, Chuck. Thank you so much for having me on, Janice. My pleasure. Chuck is um, the managing partner, a managing partner at Your Best Life, an organization helping people to elevate finance, family, fitness, and faith to maximize their best life through mentor strategizing, community, and exclusive once-in-a-lifetime experience. His unique background of sales, business, and relationship building gives him a rare perspective that enables him to successfully guide entrepreneurs, CEOs, and other top executives to new heights. And that's a lot very formal and, and whatever. So I want to just dig right in and say, okay, so um, your best life, which is your passion piece, I know I can tell when I've talked to you before, um, what exactly is it? Why do I want to be part of it? It's a community. And one of the things that we started finding, Janice, in that in the world of self-development, self-growth, uh, if we want to call it self-exploration, that there's a couple presuppositions. One, people are looking for their like-minded people. Mm -hmm. There's a challenge with this, though. We get into these spaces where the, I'll say the draw initially is that, ooh, did you see that too? Oh, I heard that as well. Oh, we could grow and be billionaires together. And it's like, okay, so there's this kind of premise of that in some way, shape or form, you need to improve you, that you need to grow you. And I go, ooh, level one relationship, hmm, all about you. And <laughs> here's the challenge with that. We are our own worst advocates. Like we don't advocate for self. We actually wait for someone else to give us an external reference of, hey, you know, you're amazing. Hey, I just like being around you. You are a really kind and nice person. It's like, oh, well, thank you. And then right. it's like, didn't you know that before? Like, weren't you always that person? And so we judge self, but we're waiting for his external frame in order for someone else. So your best life was created out of a very simple time, um, COVID. <laughs> uh-huh, got it. <laughs> Anything but simple. And I was like, well, actually not true. COVID forced everyone to slow down, mm -hmm. to reevaluate what was really important. You had this little thing called time that was back on your side. Because <laughs> yeah. um, you weren't commuting necessarily. You weren't hanging out with a bunch of people. It's right. like, hmm, I've got a lot more net time than I used to have. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Janice, friends of mine, and cohorts and business partners, we started collaborating. We're like, what, what do we miss? We miss people. Yeah. They go, oh, but it's, it's socially irresponsible to go out and meet with other people. And I go, is that really true? Because I'm around my kids all the time and yeah. not an issue. And I'm around my spouse all the time and it's not an issue. And I said, so if you're around other like-minded, and this was the key difference, like-hearted people. Mm -hmm. Go, whoa, 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 what's that all about? And I said, well, here's the truth. 
a lot of communities, people get together and they'll go, oh, teach me something. I'm a sponge. I just want to learn. I go, hmm, I've been part of a lot of, I'll say, shelf help programs because the book goes right on the shelf, the binder, the whole dissertation. They were an intensive three day hit floor to the, you know, the pedal to the metal. And they were just going and going and going. It's like, okay. And what changed? Oh, I changed. I shifted. I am a new person. It's like going, great. What'd you change? Well, my my focus is different now, Chuck. So I'm planning. I'm planning the change. Oh, so you didn't actually shift, but it's an idea, an ideology. Uh, it's a hypothesis. It's a theory. Well, YBL said, let's stop with the theory. Mm-hmm. Let's get people together because there are places on this planet we can still travel to. Yes, you have to wear a mask on a plane. So we opened up year one during COVID. Yeah, scary. Okay. And people are like, oh, you all are psychotic. And I go, well... No, there's a difference. See, we don't look to raise standards. We look to have different standards. Why? In order to raise a standard, you have to judge the standard that you had before. And anytime you judge, you lose access to those resources. So now you're presupposing that something was wrong. (laughs) That it wasn't good enough. And it's like, oh, this is the advantage of being a neurostrategist. Because now you're remembering how the brain works. You go, so we're going to create a different strategy Mm -hmm. and a different standard. And the standard was, we're going to enjoy each other. We're going to collaborate. And so our very first trip was to Costa Rica. We then went to Mykonos, the Maldives, Eshkoret. During uh, COVID? During COVID. We went to Park City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone to the Maldives. We have gone. I mean, I, I know people are like, wait, you, you all are nuts. It's like, no, actually, it's setting a different standard. We just got back from Rwanda mm-hmm. and with John Gray and his beautiful wife, Vicky, uh, on, a, on a family trip, which we call also Relationship. Why does this become important? We're not looking for exceptional. This is the interesting part. We started noticing that people are brilliant, beautiful, bright, and bold in and of themselves. And yet, when we start to look at the modalities of a person, and we'll use our hand as an example. If I'm working in faith, family, fitness, and finance, if I'm ailing in any one of these, they're all tethered together. So a rising tide raises all ships, but an anchor can sink all of them as well. And so we started to realize that where a lot of firms were offering coaching or strategist services, we shifted. We said, you know what? We're going to bring in the best of the best, people who are specialists in relationship and business, and not just talking it. They actually have built, you know, they're centimillionaires and decamillionaires, and, and they've been married. I've been married for 37 years. You know, it's like, so is there an example there? Yes. Yeah. Three beautiful kids. Everyone's healthy and happy. Oh, so you're you're like the Huxtables. You're like the Brady Bunch. You're like, I said, no, there are some days we're more like married with children. I'm like Ed Bundy uh, or Al Bundy, excuse me. Uh, I was like, Ed O'Neill and Al Bundy and I blended yeah. the two together. Same guy, different. Yes, exactly. Identity. Yeah. But to your point, your best life is a community and it specializes in faith, family, fitness, and finance. And we started to notice that when people were suffering in business, it normally wasn't due to the business. It was normally due to something that was happening in their personal life and their relationships. When people were suffering the relationships, it was like, ah, oh, it wasn't just the relationship. Yeah, it was yeah. health and vitality or spirituality and faith. And it's like, okay, so we brought in the best of the best in all these different silos. And there's a lot of crosstalk. There's a lot of cross chat. But you, and I want to thank you for something. You went on our website and you said it's so positive. Thank you for that. Because the intent is, is that you, you're going to live life. Some people are surviving it. 
Some people are thriving in it. Yeah, exactly. To live life to the fullest and to say, I'm going to live my best life, whatever that looks like today. Okay. Okay. But, but I would guess from looking at the website that, um, you know, it says attention dreamers, doers, and achievers, how we help you design your best you. But it looks to me like I have to have a lot of money to be involved in this community. This That's is, the first thing I, that I felt. So this is, this is one of the other tenants of the company. We actually made this based on a membership that actually helps cultivate your business first. And here's the reason why we started. I know people go, wait, what? So literally your, your membership is for business strategizing and in all the other modalities. But we literally dive deep into your business to find out who you are, what you are, good services, operations, optimization. We look at cash flow culture. We look at the certainty. We look at um, the modalities behind production, profitability, products, delivery, marketing. And why we do this is we realize that when people have capacity, it actually gives them more possibilities. So money is not the outcome. It's the opportunities. that sure, it's a tool. Yeah, for sure. But we've had a lot of clients, Janice, who have been so relegated to being the business operator. Like, right. they, I can't get out of it. Can't get out of it. Right. Our optics are to help them move more towards ownership, where now they're getting more net time back. Right. And being able to scale. Mm-hmm. And also to, to start to propagate exit strategies for a business or businesses. We've had several members who have done that and they're like going, oh my gosh, now what do I do? So you have people in the organization who are business consultant strategists, whatever, like accountants, things like that, yeah. who, who guide and help people in their businesses first and first. Yes. Correct. So we we have a top tiered economist and a former uh, uh, head of a national mortgage brokerage firm who was so adept with money it's beyond ridiculous. Uh, his his calls on what's happened economically have been beyond freakishly good. Um, I dare say great, but I don't want to jinx it. So I'll knock on some wood here. Um, Preston Brown, who is my other part, so that's Dean Innes. Preston Brown um, is a entrepreneur, grew up uh, very. I'll say humble beginnings, trailer park lifestyle as a kid, but so much drive, so much passion, so learned that he now owns 19 companies and he is well into being a centimillionaire, owns several aircraft, a McLaren. I mean, he's living, he's very blessed, one of the most brilliant human beings I know. And he questions everything, which I love, which yeah. I love. Um, yeah. he, he's that guy. <laughs> he is that, definitely that guy. And myself as well. And then here was what the beautiful part. We actually have members who decided to actually become strategists within our organization. Mm. And because they have this calling, they're like, oh, I've made, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And now it's time for me to give back. So they actually started off as members. And now they've converted over to being strategists within our organization as well. And what's so brilliant about this is that they know the journey, but yet there's zero judgment. And this is what I'm so grateful and blessed to talk about is that you can be in a space where people can co-elevate and grow without measuring wallets, bank accounts, lifestyles. And people go, oh, but this looks very robust. And I go, it's actually ridiculously affordable. Um, For seriously, $2,500 a month, someone can join and have their business scrubbed, looked at, get personal strategizing and consulting 
and yet not just in one facet of their life, in all facets of their life. And some people would, and I'm sure you've heard this, but um, it, it, when it feels like some people could say, oh, this sounds like a cult. Right. And then, you know what? Bless you for saying that. Um, I came from one of those environments. Yes. Yes. For for many years. And, and with all due respect, um, the first four letters in the world, well, in culture, because that's what people go, oh, we're cultivating a culture. And I go, well, yes, the first four letters are cult. Uh, And so that's not by happenstance. The other side of it is, is that I would say, I believe that most people are looking and and one of the the top human needs that we have, both six human needs Mm -hmm. and essential needs, essential air, water, food, shelter, love, and connection. Mm -hmm. Human beings need to be connection. In fact, any pediatric nurse will tell you that if a child's not loved within the first five minutes of birth, it's called failure to thrive syndrome. Mm-hmm. They, they will literally expire. They will, they will not, they, we have this essence and need that spark mm-hmm. in the six human needs. We have a need for, I'll say certainty. So security variety mm-hmm. or uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. The last two being spiritual. The only really metric that cross over to both in the needs is love and connection. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's so systemic to who we are. So why do I go there? Um, we decided that there were three tenants that needed to be met in order for YBL to exist. One, that it always had to be value add. It always needed to be able to listen to its community and give the value that people needed, not what people wanted. There's mm-hmm. a huge difference. Yes, I agree. The second part was, is that we made it where if you were in a relationship, that your spouse could go on any of the trips with you. It was not a, oh, you're going to grow and then try and go back home and try and explain to someone. And I'm I'm very specific with my language. I'm saying going back home because that's what most people did is they would go and elevated and then go back home and try and explain it to their spouse through their- I've done it. I know it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, this is so painful. Um, (laughs) And I actually had someone call me out on this a couple of weeks ago and they go, Chuck, I, I have to disagree, brother. And I was like, okay, great. We'll call him John. I said, John, if you went to flight training, intensive flight training for four days, four days, you're ready to go ahead and take your family up, solo flying, no issue, you're good to go. He goes, no, 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 no. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. But you just told me that you, he goes, well, I'm not crazy. And I go, is it not crazy to go ahead and take the emotional values of your family, their outcomes, their goals, their dreams and aspirations, and now you're trying to guru them when you're not done cooking? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, wow. He goes, that flight analogy. And I go, you're still stuck on the flight analogy. I said, great. I said, so would you be able to teach your wife to sit next to you and now be the pilot as you co-pilot because you're so diverse and you've gone through every experience of turbulence and engine failure. And he goes, no, no, time out, dude. You're scaring me. And I go, good, because here's the ticket. It's the journey. And when you get to grow together, the family that strives together thrives together. Mm-hmm. You can be hearing the exact same information when you get back to the, the room at night and you're comparing notes. It's like, oh my gosh, we're co-elevating. We're growing. We're getting these distinctions by trusted people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, um, so that was a second. I, I, this is a little of a side turn, but yep. I noticed on your website that you had um, Jim Quick as a speaker. Yes. It fascinates me. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So I was just curious in your I take. That when you brought his name up, um, Jim is someone I absolutely adore. Uh, he, is, he epitomizes what it is to meet 
um, physiological challenges and mental challenges, and yet come away with easy, actionable information that can provide insights and distinctions. And so all three of my children have read his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have done his, uh, his homework assignments, his home play, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And it's been brilliant. Jim is, I won't call him a friend. I, I will just say he, he's a, uh, a dear uh, consult to our community. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have him back again. In fact, he's, I believe I'm trying to get him scheduled for the end of the year. What I love about him is that when you start to understand the physiological manifestations as to how your brain works, it's kind of like knowing how your car works. Mm-hmm. You don't move a lever over here and go, oh, I'm making a turn signal. You're like, going, wait, isn't that on this side? And they go, oh, semantics. And I go, no, it's like you pull this lever, you get a different action. That's called the shift, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. the shifter. So why do I go there? To your point, Jim is one of those folks that is so real. And um, I, I can say this, and it's a point of contention that I'm so proud of. We have had events where our speakers are now members of our community. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that's, happen very often. No, that says a lot, for sure. It does to us, and that there's that trust and that integration, and they play full out just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. So someone was asking me, they go, oh, so if I'm a speaker at one of your events, Chuck, how's it different? And I said, well, there's a requirement. You you get your your you know your speaker's fee, and you and your entourage, we fly you out first class, we take care of you. Said, but we also have a demand. And they go, oh, that sounds drastic. And I said, I hope so. And that is, we need to get to know you. So you are going to come to dinner with us. You're going to come play with us. You're going to be partake of the entire event, and you're going to be a participant when you're not on stage. They're like shut the front door. We're like, no, this is it. come on and play with the rest of us. Yeah. It, it has been so beautiful, Janice, to see these people who normally are held way up on high and they fly in, they fly out, they get in, they get out, you know, they do a gig. Yeah. And we're like, oh, no, you're here for an event. You're here for an experience. I love that. I love that because it, you know, it's funny. You just made me think of something that um, we put these, the, I'll call it celebrity. We put people on a pedestal. They're just, they're just people. They, you know, they maybe have lucked out. They've been born under a lucky star or they work damn hard to get where they, where they are, or they have some, you know, they just hit the market at the right time, whatever it was, they're just people. And if, if we treat them that way, then I think they appreciate that. I used to remember um, when my older daughter was a baby, my parents lived in Beverly Hills and we used to go down there just before Christmas and we'd wheel the stroller through the streets of Beverly Hills and we'd be looking for celebrities, you know, just for fun. But I would never like, you know, um, gawk at them or or anything. I, you know, I would smile and, you know, sometimes it feels like, you know, them because you come across someone that you, that, you know, from the screen or the television or whatever, but when they, when they stopped me because my little girl in my stroller was so cute and said something to me, it was just like, I wasn't going to say, oh my God, you're so-and-so, you know, and, and I would just act like normal and you'd go out to eat and the next table was someone famous, you know, you just have to 
deal with it in it bring everything down to a, a people level and so i love that that's what you were talking about is Absolutely. not keeping them on a pedestal and and allowing everything to flow which is i think is really a, it's really cool well it, it brings us to the last point out of the three points and that was there is no guru there is no one person who's more important in this community than anyone else okay. our teams are revered from our event planners to our COO to my business partners and co-founders of YBL to every member of the community. We put out polls and we ask, where do you want to go? What do you want to experience? Who would you love to hear from? Mm -hmm. And these are the aspirational people that we elicit and, and really work to bring into the environment. But here's the interesting part. Oftentimes we go, oh, could you get Oprah? Oh, could you get, you know, Jay Shetty or, or uh, uh, Joe Rogan? Or it's like, okay, why? Yeah. Why? They go, oh, because their insights, their distinctions. And I go, okay, to your point, celebrity. And we go, what if they were just a human being who's worked really hard, yeah. who has so many distinctions? And in fact, the sound bites that you're hearing from some of those names, they're taking from these people because they're that elevated. I go, why wouldn't we get it straight from the horse's mouth? And they're like, going, oh, why wouldn't we? And we're like, well, there you go. <laughs> so um, so if, if people join your community, then it's not all about events though. You nope. deal, with, you work with people individually or with family, and then you do uh, community um, events and trips and things like Absolutely. that. So and whoever we, wants to go goes. Right. So we actually have four trips a year. We're wow. getting back next week. Uh, actually, starting the 28th, we'll be in Santa Fe for our faith trip. And we have uh, Svetlana uh, Newsom, who is an energy worker and, mm. and a faith leader. We have Dr. Michael Beckwith, who's coming, Reverend Beckwith. Oh, yeah. So he's actually our keynote speaker. Um, and he'll be hanging out with us and having fun. And then one of my associates, Preston Brown, my, my the, yeah, the, the entrepreneur, yeah, entrepreneur, but he is so faith driven. Mm -hmm. And, and it's one of those modalities where you go, okay, great. So once a quarter, every 90 days, you have an opportunity to in, immerse yourself in different lessons, learnings, environments, meals, outings, experiences, um, mm -hmm. uh, we just got back from Rwanda and we did a two day uh, excursion, two days out with the mountain gorillas of Rwanda. And oh, it, I, I have, I'll, after it, I'll send you a video, Janice. It will change. Oh, I love that. Now, is that where, because um, we're talking about celebrity, is that where um, Ellen has the, the, the um, yes. we I just saw something on, on Entertainment Tonight yesterday. That's why I thought of it. Um, yes. There's sanctuary, isn't it? For, yes. Yeah, that, we were right there. We went to her the sanctuary. We checked it all out. Um, and Diane Fossey and and oh. we went through the entire uh, uh, expose. And um, it's it's what I will say is interesting. It was never something that was on my bucket list, mm -hmm. and I had it right on my bucket list so I could check it off because it was one <laughs> of those where I would have imagined when I was a little kid growing up, as uh, you know, I was born in Japan. My dad's in the military. My mom. Uh, I was a teacher in Japan and coming over to the States and going, wow, you can be and live and have every experience you've ever desired in life. And it only requires one thing, faith, yeah. faith that you deserve it, yeah. faith that the world is your oyster. And if you choose to not no longer play small and yeah. trust 
yourself. And we all go through the, the three levels of change. We fake it till we make it. We face it till we make it. And then we faith it till we make it. <laughs> and when we so get to let's, point, let's just stop there for a second. And, and let me ask you, because I know that you, um, you started out in the world of um, personal development and that was, that was a big part of, of your world, I think for a long time and, and very much so. with the big guru and, and you were on the stage with them and everything. And I have to think back to, you know, I've had experience with personal development um, courses and, and the big stage and everybody raw rawing and exactly the stories you were telling about coming back and kind of de- um, uh, what do you call it when you know when you have to you have to decompress and decompress and you know and um get come back to earth and then all of a sudden you for, it's not as clear as it was when you were there and you know you put the book on the shelf like you said that yep. kind of thing so but but having been immersed in that for so many years I think which way did you go did it did did all of that really get inside you to make you get to where you are now and what you're offering, which is a better version of, you know, you think a better version, a different version, a new, a new um, entity of personal development, or do you get, did you get, um, 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 what's the word, um, kind of jaded by mm -hmm. what you saw with people? The answer is yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let me explain. So yeah. part of it is, is I was involved in the environment for about 22 years and it's a uh, long time. It is a long time. And my functionality within that space was uh, in servant leadership. So okay. what do I mean by that? As someone who goes up through the ranks, you're literally a volunteer yeah. that they will compensate by putting you up in a hotel, giving you a stipend for food and flying you in. And, but for that, you're on between 20 and 22 hours a day. And so literally you're putting in two full work days. Um, uh, let me rephrase that. I don't know if everyone else did. I know what I was doing. You were not a staff. You were a volunteer. That is correct. And then. Oh, I, I knew people who did that kind of thing. Okay. Yep. Okay. And so then you get invited to become part of what I will call their leadership team and their trainer body. And it's all beautiful. I mean, the intention is great. The challenge becomes when you start to realize that everything has a discretionary value. So what do I mean by that? If I donate an hour of my time, and this is where it gets a little sketchy for people, Janice, most people don't know what they're worth an hour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't. Even in their businesses, they have no clue. Right. And so, but they do know this. If they left for two weeks and came back, they go, Oy vey. oh my gosh. Oh, there's so much going on. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, you know, I need a vacation for my vacation. And why do I go there? I started realizing that the currency that I was paying in was me. Yeah. Skill set, time, intention. I spent 22 years cultivating uh, somebody else's dream. Well, in a way, contributing and serving towards it, yeah. but at the same token, sharpening me because metal sharpens metal. So when I started looking at it, going skill sets were sharp and improved. And there was a reason why they trust you in that environment mm -hmm. where it got sketchy was when I decided to no longer dim my light. When I actually started to listen and be very clear that all the things that were being said from stage applied to everybody else, but not me. 
So the minute I decided to stop playing small, the minute I started to co-elevate myself, the minute I started to collaborate with other people who are like-minded and like-hearted, my life took a different trajectory. And I was asked, well, I, I will be quite blunt about this. Um, my status was revoked. And it was are like- saying, Are you saying that that in all the time that you did all of that volunteer servant leadership, um, that you- were um, perhaps searching and and feeling less than in a way. Well, filling I mean, up on one level. So yes. in the world, because anyone who knows me knows I'm a love bug. Like I love helping people move through and grow through what they're going through. Okay. And on the other side of that, so that's why the Lord, the universe put me on this planet was to help people. And I go, okay, so does that mean that you have to be impoverished to do it? Does that mean that you have to give up the rest of your income stream in order to do this? Right. And the average person- that for a while. Well, I, I listen, I was living it because I had a challenge. <laughs> Bless you. I had a challenge and the challenge was, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. I, I was flattered by it. Um, I was invited to about 13 events a year. And I was actually running programs and helping and in some instances speaking on stage and then opening up and, you know, getting 15,000 people state induced to, you know, be ready to, for an event. And so it was very flattering, but it wasn't about me. It was about it being in service. And where it started to take a toll was I was like, well, my wife's not here. She's at home. My kids aren't here. They're at home. Anyone who's ever met me knows I'm a servant leader, but they also know I'm a family man first. And so I started realizing that I was giving up more and more and more and not living congruently. Here I am telling other people that my family and I deserve the best of me and not what's left of me. And what are they getting? What's left of me? And it's like, ooh, ooh, this is not congruent. Something, you know, I got I have to take out the garbage. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost your volume for some reason. There. Is there you right? go. Sorry. Yes, thank you. Um, so as soon as the light bulb went on for you and <clears throat> things got, um, it, it, it shifted and then everything changed because you ended up having to leave and start things differently for yourself. And you went into, I think, executive search at that time, right? right. Well, yeah. So what happened was, is that, um, we actually started YBL first. We actually, uh, we did. And what happened was, is my two partners in crime, we, we got together and they asked me this very poignant question. They said, who do you need to be? And I was like, what do you mean? I am who I am. They go, no, who, you have aspirations. Are you fulfilled living at this level? And I was like, well, it meets some of my needs, but not all of my needs. And they go, well, what need, would need to shift? They go, they go, if you could dream and develop this, what would it look like? And exactly what I described to you with YBL. Yeah. Just services, the environment, the people, the camaraderie. And this was an important facet too, that we cap it at a hundred members. Now that means the, 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 the member and then they can have their spouse. So roughly 200 people in this environment. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that important? We started to see some other environments that had, oh my gosh, 700, a thousand people. Well, number one, no one can put on an event where you get to have that many people consistently. Number two, it starts to become very clicky. Mm -hmm. The people with the most money mm -hmm. 
or hey, and they go, was that the only thing? I said, no, the, 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 you know, the fakers, so they're making it, they have a tendency to collaborate together. And it's, as I just said, so what we started to look at was how do we instill a sense of community? And we said, by number one, everyone goes through an interview process. It doesn't make a difference if you can afford the membership or not. Mm-hmm. Number two, we're going to tell you if it's worth it for you. Mm-hmm. We have an initial call. We say, what do you need? How do you need to feel most often? And we start to go down that road. And then we start to see, okay, well, we can see why this is uncomfortable. We can see why the kids that you brought in the business and, and generational you know, communication gaps and yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden it's like, a, holy smokes. And quite frankly, Janice, we've had people who we've, we've turned away from the environment mm-hmm. because they wanted to come in and elicit, solicit, uh, grandstand. And we're like going, this is not the space for you. Yeah. You. Is it global? It is global. Um, we we initially started off in, in uh, continental United States, mm-hmm. and now we have members that are overseas as well. And um, and it's it's growing through word of mouth referral. We we have not marketed online. We have not put this out and prognosticated to everyone. Um, and there's a reason for that too. We we actually believe that like attracts like, and mm-hmm. that when you're resonating at a certain frequency, people come to you. It has been amazing to see the people that have gone, you know, that is so different because they've been involved with so many different, like much to you, yeah. you've been involved in so many different environments and there's a formula for, I'll say, creating codependency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. And we have chosen to el- eliminate codependency and cultivate community. hmm so I'm going to shift again because we have to um, wrap up a little bit, but, but, but it's interesting. And, and I, I find what you're doing fascinating. And, and um, I, because I'm such a person that loves people and relationships, yes. um, I can see the value of something like this. Um, is there a, just out of curiosity, is there an age preference that seems to happen? No. Oh, that, that's been the crazy part. In fact, we we have a couple different programs. We actually have a weekly or a monthly program, which is uh, called the seventh degree, which is for aspirational business folks who are just starting off in their businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're a member of YBL, you get everything. So mm-hmm. that's that's one thing. Yeah. The other thing is we do a weekly speaker spotlight. We just had one this morning and we use those four pillars mm-hmm. of focal information to bring on different people to share insights, distinctions in faith, family, fitness, and finance. Mm-hmm. And those are attended as well by the community. Um, for us, it's about sharing information that can move everyone forward. But it, but it's not like some elder older people, some younger people are in. Just- we are a blended community. We have folks that have newborns. We have folks that have great grandkids. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That's, that's the brain trust because you're yeah, getting very different distinctions now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I like to ask my my um my guests one question, and we'll wrap up maybe with one more little one after that, and that is about my favorite word, curiosity. Hmm. So I think um, curiosity is kind of a cornerstone for me, and um, I'd like to know two things. One. Do you think it's innate or learned? Okay. And part two, what are you most curious about these days? Thank you. Brilliant question, by the way. 
Um, I believe that we all have an innate curiosity okay. that we, by our very nature, have been given the grace and gift of having these different modalities of uh, kinesthetic, auditory, visual, mm -hmm. olfactory, and gustatory. And these are all to feed our sensory experience. But as human beings that are driven by emotions and feelings, everything that we do, everything we experience is to elicit emotions. And so my focus now is really understanding. And in point of fact, I don't ask people how they're doing. When you play this back, you'll see if we've, even if it came up in this conversation, I ask people how they're feeling. Yeah. And the difference in the distinction in a word is that when you ask someone how they're doing, you're going to get a cognitive response. Right. When you ask someone how they're feeling, it's really going to the core and essence of who they are and where they're living at that time. Well, and I think one more piece to that would be as well, wait to hear what they actually say and listen to their answer. Well, <laughs> right. Two of these, one of these. And because yeah. um, often, you know, when someone asks that question, uh, of you either question, how are you doing or how are you feeling? And you actually answer them, they don't know what to do with that. No. Right. So there you go. Okay. And so what are you um, curious about these days? You know, I, I am curious about, uh, and I've been asked to write a book on this, so we'll see if this actually comes to fruition, um, Modern Masculinity. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I can see that for you. Masculine and feminine perspective. Yes, yes. I would ask your father, as an example, mm -hmm. who his role models were as far as masculine and masculinity. Yeah. He might say Spencer Tracy, Humphrey Bogart, yeah. uh, you know, Rock Hudson, uh, before he came out yeah. uh, or, or, yeah. or after he came out. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, right. right. Um, if I were to ask my father in his generation, he might go Tom Selleck, uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, Rocky Balboa, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who else? Um, probably some of the athletes of the time too, like Ron yeah, like Garvey. A. Simpson. Oh yeah. 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 Those yeah. were the star Joe yeah. Namath at the time. Yeah. Yeah. My generation is kind of a strange one because there's, I say, when you look at masculinity, I, we grew up during the time of, uh, of uh, action movies. And so you go Jean-Claude Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, well, yeah. It's, I guess he's more now, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah. Or, or at the time, because it was so revolutionary, like Baywatch. So David Hasselhoff. And you're like going, wait, really? And it's like, hey, when it first came out, Everyone was glued to the television set, yeah. uh, especially when he was a night writer. So why do I go there? For my son, yeah. millennials and zennials look at it from the standpoint of uh, worthy causes. And they go, oh, Elon Musk. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah the, the, yeah, the people that are influencing and changing the world and taking mammoth action. And it's like, and they're doing their forces for good. It's not just the money. That comes with it. Uh -huh. And what they're seeing is that with worthy causes, you can make a ton of money. Right. You know, who takes on the automotive industry? Well, Elon. And then, by the way, NASA at the same time. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, an, he's an, uh, an enigma, though, really. He is. He really is. And, and that's where you go, is he insane or ingenious? I know. I know. And I go, probably a, a little. Of, yeah, exactly. A bit of both. Yeah. So lots of fun. We could can carry on this conversation oh. for a long time. So I like that idea of that book. I think it's interesting. Um, it's funny, I thought you were going to say that one of their role models was somebody who had like transitioned or something, because that's happening now too all the time, right? 
you know, so who knows? Um, and, and, and there's some actually really interesting role models there too, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll save that for another time. Oh. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing about you and your community. And I guess one last thought, what would you like to leave with my audience as maybe, um, it could be a business thought or just, you know, um, philosophical thought for. I, I'd, I'm going to prefer to go philosophical. And that is yeah, I be, a, that. be a little kinder to yourself today. Um, in the pursuit of change and self-improvement, we oftentimes are finding fault. So that way we can move towards something that we can fix. And I'll just propose, what if you're not broken? What yeah. if by you just living in this beautiful space of who you are and honoring those around you and yourself that you can grow to where you deserve the best of you and so does your family and not what's left of you. Uh, it's something that changed my life about 20 years ago. And I can tell you that when it comes up and I get uber busy and we all do, slow down, just slow down, take a moment and breathe and ask yourself how you need to feel most often today and dedicate your time and, and your intention to that for just that day and see how you feel at the end of the day. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you for being here. Thank you to my audience for listening. If you like what you heard, please check out yourbestlife.com, right? Your best. Uh, no, I, we'll put it in the show notes. It's ybllnow.com. And, um, and please leave a review and let us know that what you thought. Thanks again and stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.